0: To hide your um, new British blue... The shame of the The blue The shame shame of the blue passports, And you can get your free Bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to The New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love The New European, go to the new forward slash two mats that's the number two m-a-t-t-s and there's a link in the show notes hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role
2: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: Welcome to our regular question and answer session. Our, where we, our happy Sunday. Our happy Sunday where we spread joy and answers to the nation. First question, Matt.
1: On Jordan Peterson, whom we uh, went to see and uh, had a kind of PTSD uh, account of on the pod a few weeks back. His pop- this is from Roland. Thank you, Roland. His popularity, in my view, is due to several factors. His followers' sense of despair at the modern world. His followers' love of su- simplicity and blame. An apparent, sometimes real, sense that liberalism struggles with right and wrong and responsibility. I agree, he's a crock of shite, (laughs) says Roland. But apart from humour, how can such charlatans and populists be countered? How do we make nuance and complexity attractive in an age of slogans? Very good question.
0: Thank you. Well, and forgive me for sticking on the thing you've said we have to move on from, which is humour. I think humour is far and away the best way to attack these people, mainly because it's what they so conspicuously lack themselves. You know, Jordan Peterson is one of the most sanctimonious humorless people i've ever seen he does sound like
1: kermit the frog frog
0: and he wears funny as suits i mean very strange hilarious suits but with with no self-awareness whatsoever um so i think um attacking them with great humor yes doggedly is the way that will eventually expose them and also they hate it because they hate the idea that people are laughing at them
1: yeah and one of our mantras on this uh podcast is that decency doesn't have to be dull that's you know right. that progressives do not have to be you know woefully earnest and and they shouldn't be and when you're confronted with someone like jordan peterson you should have a laugh because yeah. he, because he is actually funny and satire um is what they deserve
0: yeah and life is like you're touching on life is too short to take these guys to fight them on their same sort of sanctimonious level fight them with humor you know fight
1: them with humor and um uh you know don't don't allow them to to draw you into their kind of um strange rabbit hole of hyper seriousness
0: a healthy dose of derision a mega dose,
1: Next mega question. vitamins.
0: Next question, <laughs> please. Third, Matt. Okay. Ah, ah. Please, please stop doing what others do. Describing your musings as an emergency podcast. This is a reference uh, to our podcast we did this week.
1: Um, our we, inaugural emergency podcast.
0: Which we, in the spirit of podcasting, we called it an emergency podcast. Interesting and thought-provoking it may be. Thank you for that. But an emergency, it most definitely isn't. The world would be unchanged, whether or not you bless us with your thoughts. Thank you, Keith in Banbury. What?
1: Well... Uh, it has to be said that uh, I think Keith is onto something. Um, it isn't. An- ah, what do you
0: mean? Oh, the world has been changed fundamentally. Well, I, 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 there is. are
1: there are elements of his question that I might uh, take issue <laughs> with, but uh, I, I do agree that the emergency podcast, you yeah. know, sort of um, international rescue. Yeah. Um,
0: the trouble is, it's become a bit of a kind of a standard descriptor. It now, has, it?
1: you know. Um, it's sort of code red, code red, yeah, emergency yeah. podcast. So I think we're going to have to think up a um, an alternative name for the extra podcasts that yeah. we do. Maybe
0: hot take or something. A hot like take
1: that. or well, the trouble with hot take is that everything's a hot take now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So well, I think this is Keith. This is work in progress. Yeah. Boss Matt and I have been mulling over this yeah. we, we we always take on board our we listeners agree account. with this we do we agree, agree with, with the, the sentiment because, and we are going to yeah. come up with an alternative formulation because uh we agree yeah. that you know it's um covid is an emergency a podcast isn't yeah yeah so, Agreed. so thank you Keith. So for we're, we're, that we're out. on it on the case okay do you think this is from j wells in france Do you think that the EU should undergo a radical reformation before the UK contemplates rejoining, or should the UK rejoin as soon as possible and thus participate in its reformation? Brackets, I am a dyed-in-the-wool, Europhile, having worked for the EU for many years. Very interesting. Thank you, Jay Wells. Matt? Well,
0: I mean, obviously, in an ideal world, if I could rub the magic lamp and have my wish...
1: The Rishi Sunak magical thinking. We'd go back
0: in time to, you know, June... 2016 and the result would be different and, and we wouldn't be
1: sitting here exactly. Course,
0: yeah, so, so I, I, new European, as is it's often pointed irony. out to me yes. I'm guiltily one of the few winners from Brexit but to Brexit you, I think to to answer your question more seriously I think the EU will inevitably change if it if it wants the UK to rejoin but It won't want the UK to rejoin until there's consensus in the two parties that Britain's future is within the EU. So that's where the battle line is now, is to put pressure on the UK domestic parties to realise that life would be so much healthier and better for all concerned if we were back in the European Union.
1: And I think the EU is undergoing uh, reformation. It may not be fast enough, but I think that you can see in Ursula von der Leyen's approach to what's happening in the Middle East and technology and so on. She understands that, that the EU has to start behaving like a block. Yeah. In, you know, in in a world of blocks. Um, and um, when, rather than if, I hope we we rejoin. I think the EU will be um, will already be reformed. But we we we. Can't hang around waiting for it to be perfect before we start the process. It took 12 years last time yeah. to get in. I hope if there is a new government, we start the process of um, at least on a diplomatic level. You know, beginning. Uh, uh, you know, the talks that lead one day to us becoming members again.
0: Yeah, and it and it even. When we do rejoin, I say when, not if, but when we do rejoin, it won't be perfect, but it will be better, and that's all that counts. And it'll be
1: better for us being there, and this is yeah. what a lot of people in in the U say even now.
0: Thank you, Jay Wells.
1: This month on The Modern Man, the award-winning magazine show for your ears, we tell the story of Kaz Jane, a woman who takes police officers into the woods and makes them cry. Plus, we explore the trend for philanthrotainment. Is it right for YouTubers to become charities? And our resident relationships expert, Alex Fox, tackles dating after bereavement. And there's music and your letters. It's a packed show. Join me, Ollie Mann, on The Modern Man. That's M-A-N-N, yes, it's a pun on my name. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Or there's a link in the show notes.
0: Who do I vote for in the general election, asks Andrew McIntyre-Pell. Thank you, Andrew. No one party has anything of substance now the Liberal Democrats have ruled out a pro-EU policy to take to the election. And the smaller parties that do have pro-EU policies are, I feel, a wasted vote. What do you think, Matt?
1: Well, good question from Andrew. Thank you. Um, it's true that, that um, because of the sort of uh, we Brexit, you know, don't mention the Brexit rule that seems to have become part of the political discourse it, it it's quite hard to find a, a party in, in, in amongst the main parties anyway that's saying really pro-european things however i do think you know when push comes to shove the only party that's going to in practice bring the uk closer to the eu is labor and that's a very um you know it's a suboptimal answer to a good question yeah but 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 i do believe that and yeah. I, I'm not saying that they will um, if they do form the next government that it will move at the pace that some of us might wish but I do think that the the trajectory I hope at least yeah. will be the right one so that would be my answer
0: and if, if, if you live in Islington North as I do um, your choice is going to be possibly between an independent Jeremy Corbyn who's the standing MP and, and a Labour candidate and having heard him on Piers Morgan this week Denying fifteen times, 15 times to refuse to say that Hamas is a terrorist organisation.
1: And by the way, John McDonnell, who was his um, shadow chancellor on Peston, immediately said, yeah, it's a terrorist organisation. Who wouldn't?
0: wouldn't? Uh, I I can't remember, was it Hugo Rifkin tweeted? Hugo Rifkin from The Times tweeted something about this is it in a single clip as to why he is unfit, both in terms of content and presentation. You know, the idea that he's too stubborn to realise that you've got to say of course they're a terrorist organisation anyway this is a long-winded way of saying I'll be voting for the other guy last question please
1: I'd be very interested to hear your views on whether or not Suellen. I think <laughs> they mean Suella Braverman is psychiatrically disturbed or bonkers as we academics term it it looks that way from here, but what do I know? Michael Rosenthal writing from an attic in the North Cotswolds, well, a suggestive location in itself. Um, well, Matt, what do you reckon?
0: Well, I—well, it's, it's really tricky, isn't it? Because I don't want to, I don't want to get into the game of, of loose language around mental illness. But I think she demonstrates such kind of perverse symptoms of nastiness that I think they do need to be categorised in some regard. It's not normal the way she no, seems I- immune to certain degrees of humanity.
1: Bit bit of a political anorakery. There's a thing in, in America called the Goldwater Rule because um, uh, when Barry Goldwater was running for president in 1964 on the Republican ticket, a thousand psychiatrists signed a letter saying that he was psychiatrically unfit for office. And afterwards people thought about this and thought mm, that's none of them had examined him or knew him that probably isn't a good rule so the goldwater rule is that y- you don't actually make judgments like that about politicians if you're a psychiatrist and it's sort of um a, a lot of it, it, it journalists have tended to follow it certainly in america and to yeah. a certain extent in the uk uh and of course we all remember the fuss when andrew rawnsley reported uh someone described as someone who has an extremely good claim to know the mind of the Prime Minister having uh, Gordon Brown as having psychological flaws that was way back in 1998 so there are issues around this I mean I think that we we certainly shouldn't to Matt's point we certainly shouldn't get into the formal language of psychiatric illness Mm. Um, but she is bonkers isn't she (laughs) well I
0: mean this will be something you'll never ever hear again praise for Anne Widdicombe but I think her description of michael howard when she said that there's something of the night about yeah him. you know it, there's something around that with suella braverman that there's something uh, you would you would say you would look at it and say what's made you like this you know the child think, of immigrants why are you like this
1: i think that the, the, I, i'm a great believer in the word bonkers because i, I think no one could seriously um th- think that by the word bonkers you mean someone who is ill psychiatrically clinically clinically ill ill. ill. um i think crazy has there's some issues around crazy and i know i know there's been discussion about that but I think we should take bonkers and sort yeah. of claim it for demotic and everyday yeah. use. I think that's
0: good. We we, we were, It's funny, the the words that you use. Yes. I, it's very easy to unwittingly offend. Oh, very. We used the w- word idiot on the front page once. And I'd use it again because yes. I think oh, idiot. Idiot, idiot is a common word for somebody who is yes. just acting stupidly. But... There's a very intelligent guy who wrote in to us. Uh, we did it twice. He wrote in the first time and then wrote in the second time uh, saying, you know, when you use the word idiot, you are offending parents of children who have a, uh, you know, a lower Edu- educational, ma- educational uh, performance, you know, and, and who are dealing with that. And I, in a in a roundabout way, my point is that, one, you have to tread very carefully. You are going to, offend people but you do at the end of the day still need a term to describe these people yes, bonkers is good idiot is good i think you know. i
1: think words uh, words sort of shift from one silo to another yeah so it, it, it's true you know and in, it, charles dickens used the word idiot to to mean someone who was you know raving right you know. right but now we use the word idiot to apply yeah. to people who are being ridiculous and silly and 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 should know better yeah Ditto, bonkers. I think does not have anything to do with um, yeah. psychiatric uh, um, judgments. Yeah. So, so that's I, I stand by Suella Braverman as bonkers.
0: Perhaps, perhaps a, an easier way of framing it is to say that she is a perfectly normal inhabitant of the asylum that has become British politics. You know, I mean, that they're, they're all bonkers in there,
1: right? The, I mean, it's pretty hard to find the non. I mean, there are non-bonkers people in there, yeah. but they are they're fighting. Yeah, they, the, the, they they're, the re- they're the resistance. Yeah. Keir Starmer's not bonkers. I mean whatever else one says about him, he's no. not he's not bonkers. He's
0: not he's got he's got plenty Or is he.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well we'll find out. We'll, we'll find, find out. out. We'll find out in due course. Well listen, thank you all as ever for your wonderful questions. I'm sorry we didn't have time to answer any more this week we did have a, a really good full uh postbag especially after the jordan peterson we did. interview so thank you all those who wrote in about jordan peterson We thank you for that the one we did covered all of that and we'll be back on friday as per normal with our main podcast thanks again for all the increasing listening figures we're getting please tell your friends spread the word and follow us and leave a glowing review that helps a lot apparently
1: really does so thank you so much and have a great week have a great week